look at the things that have held you back and then be willing to do the work to rewrite those old stories so that your past doesn't create your present as well as your future. And that's where I come in. Hello there, and welcome to the She Believes She Could podcast. I'm your host, Allison Walsh. I am so glad you're here. I'm a corporate exec, entrepreneur, coach, and mom of three who is obsessed with all things related to mindset, goal setting, and leveling up your personal brand so you can go after opportunities that you never even thought possible. I live by the philosophy that the whole point of being alive is to evolve into the complete person you were intended to be. And I created this podcast to motivate and inspire you and give you actionable tips and advice for you to use as you chase and accomplish your goals. I've also had the chance to build an incredible network of successful leaders, entrepreneurs, impact makers, and world changers who will also be sharing knowledge and words of wisdom with you. Remember, no dream is too big if it's matched with ambition and action. Most importantly, I believe in you 1000% and my goal is that you do too. So sit back, relax, and grab your favorite note-taking device because it's time to fill up your mind and soul with positive vibes and advice to help you achieve your dreams. Now let's get to work. Hello there, it's Allison, and I want to invite you to my new masterclass, The Three Things Overcommitted Women Must Know to Enhance Their Happiness and Gain Clarity About Their Future. I know how much you pour into everyone else, and I understand completely how hard the last couple of years have been, but I want you to give yourself permission to learn more about how to identify your greatest opportunities for improvement, how to really understand right now what you can do to enhance the quality of your life every day personally and professionally, and really start to feel like you're thriving again. Go to alisonwalshconsulting.com slash masterclass to sign up right now or grab the link in the show notes. I'll see you soon. Today's guest is Cynthia Garcia. She is a founder and CEO, best-selling author, media personality, and celebrity coach. Growing up, she was bullied relentlessly and was told she would never amount to anything. But after overcoming a dysfunctional childhood filled with crippling poverty, abuse, addiction, and mental health issues, she went on to become one of the most successful coaches in the world. Today, she inspires others to rewrite their stories by being an example of what was possible when she rewrote her own. Cynthia is the leading expert in the field of modern day mindset. In addition to being the founder and CEO of the Institute of Transformational Nutrition, she is also the CEO and founder of the Modern Life Coach School. She is a co-founder of the Unicorn Club, a private organization where the world's most successful women leaders come to collaborate, connect, and cultivate the confidence to not apologize for their greatness. She is a leader and an inspiration born of her own personal history. She is happily married and has two kids and lives in Los Angeles and Portland. Please welcome to the show, Cynthia Garcia. Well, Cynthia, thank you so much for being on our show today. Would you mind introducing yourself to our audience? Sure. It is such a pleasure, Allison. Thanks for having me. So my name is Cynthia Garcia, and I'm the founder and the CEO of the Institute of Transformational Nutrition, which is a health and nutrition coaching certification school. And I'm also the CEO and founder of the Modern Life Coach School, where we certify modern day life coaches. 
I love this. We have a lot of coaches in our community. So I know they're already like fangirling over you (laughs) and really excited to hear from you. So I want to take it a step back though, because you have really transformed your life and inspired so many other people to do the same. So would you mind giving us a little bit more of your background and where you come from? For sure. Yeah. And can I just say, I love coaches. (laughs) I love coaches. They are my heart. Like it's coaches have saved my life. Coaching saved my life. And I don't say that flippantly. It's true. Um, so just to put that out there, love coaches. Um, the second thing that you asked about was just my story. So I grew up in an insanely dysfunctional home as a child. Um, my father was an alcoholic and, um, drug addict. My mom was bipolar and had some mental health challenges of her own. And so it was really tough growing up. You know, I, um, suffered all kinds of abuse, verbal, emotional, physical, sexual abuse that started at the age of five, saw lots of, just endured a lot of trauma. My father actually shot my mother in front of me. Um, he shot at me. It was just, just kind of the wild, wild west in our home. So I never quite knew what to expect. And I always kind of walked around on eggshells trying to control the situation. Cause if we can control it, we're safe, right? At least that's what we tell ourselves as children. And I ended up, um, escaping through books, um, Allison, like just escaping through stories that I would find that would transport me to different lands and see new opportunities because, you know, I grew up in the Southwestern tip, um, of Virginia. So the Appalachian mountains, coal mining, and I didn't see the worlds there or the possibilities there that I found in these books. And so it gave me something to look forward to something to aspire to. Um, and that was truly that lifeline that I had to hold on to, um, in order to get myself out of that situation I was in. So that's kind of how I grew up. Um, I decided that this was not going to be my life. I decided that uh, I would find a way out. I started working and saving money at 14 years old. Um, Finally got up enough saved to move to Los Angeles. It's funny, Allison, I went as far as I could get without leaving the country. (laughs) I was just like, okay, I've hit the ocean. I need to stop. But here's the thing. I thought, I thought I was so smart. Allison, I thought, oh my gosh, I did it. I did it. I got out. Like I am winning. Life is good. And I remember I drove out to the ocean and I was sitting there and I'm watching the waves crash on the shore. And it's this beautiful sun. And I just was like, oh my gosh. And in that moment, I had such a heavy sinking feeling in the pit of my stomach. I felt nauseous. And I thought, what is going on? Wait, I'm here. This is what I wanted. This is what, but I realized in that moment that no matter where I went, there I was, I hadn't left anything behind. I just packed it all up and took it with me. And that put me on this downward spiral into, you know, the clubs of Los Angeles, the nightclub scene. I was working in the entertainment industry um, as a model and a television host, and that certainly didn't help. Um, I was confronted with all of these, you know, body issues, uh, developed an eating disorder, turned to drugs, alcohol, unhealthy things, hit rock bottom, decided that suicide was the only way out. And it was the night that I almost lost my life that I found my way because I realized in those, that dark, desperate moment, gosh, what if this 
all of these things haven't been happening just to punish me for something or just because I don't deserve, but what if they've been happening so that I could find a way through it and help other people just like me, right? People struggling, just like me, people hurting, just like me, people who've had these traumatic experiences, they've never been over to come, able to overcome just like me. What if I could figure that out? And so that's why I say it was coaching that really saved my life. And that put me on the coaching path. I was able to really rewrite my old stories that were holding me back, resolve that trauma through doing so, and then script a new narrative of the life I wanted to create. And that's what essentially brings us here together today. So I know that was a bit long, but that's been the journey. I appreciate your story so much. And I know so many of our listeners do too. And, you know, Mm -hmm. we, you and I both share a lot of similarities in the struggle, right? Like we found our passion through something that at the time felt like it was the absolute worst experience that we could be going through and asking yourself all of the whys, why am I going through this? Why me? Why was this my story? Why, why, why? Right. And I think at, at some point you have your rock bottom, you experienced it. I experienced it so many others do where you're forced to make a decision. Like, is this going to define me for the rest of my life? Or is this going to be the fuel that catapults me to be able to number one, change my life, but also change the lives of others. And you've been able to do this. You've, you know, done so many wonderful things, worked with amazing clients, created your own way of doing things too, which I always love a woman that creates her own lane. So like, (laughs) yes, I love it. Um, but let's talk about now, like what you help people do, because you talked about your story, right. And you talked about the stories that we all tell ourselves, right. And that's so important. So can we just spend some time here? Because I think that there's so much value and wisdom that you can impart on our audience. And I would love for them to hear more about your advice when it comes to kind of rewriting that narrative and really taking ownership of the new story that we can write for ourselves. Sure. Sure. Well, I think the first step in doing that is to realize that you don't have to hit rock bottom you know, you don't, I mean, you and I both have had similar journeys where we really did come to this tipping point. Uh, some might call it a breaking point and it's like, okay, now that I'm here at rock bottom, what do I decide to do? But you don't have to do that. I want to be really clear on that at any time. You can just say, I don't really like the direction my life is going. I think I'll change it. You can do that at any time. So I think that's the first step. Um, The second step is being willing to like really look at what it is that you want. I think so often we tend to look at other people's success or other people's definition of success. And we think, oh gosh, I should, I should want what Allison has. Look at her. She's killing it. You know, look at, she has this amazing life. She's this beautiful woman. She has this amazing business, this awesome community. I want that. But do you really, or do you want it because you want the lifestyle that this, this affords Allison, because if that's what it is, you can do it in a totally different way. So I think it's really important next to get clear on what you want. The other thing from there, step number three, if you will, is to look at the things that have held you back and then be willing to do the work to rewrite those old stories so that your past doesn't create your present as well as your future. And that's where I come in. So I really help people to rewrite these hidden stories that keep them stuck so that they can become self-made. I don't mean just money, but becoming the person, the woman, the man, the person that you want to be, and then creating a life and business. If you choose, that's so juicy, you're only jealous of yourself. 
you know, those days of scrolling through the gram and being like, Ooh, I want what she has. I want you to do that for yourself, right? There's this quote, um, and, and I don't know where it originated from. If anyone knows, let me know who to credit this to. It wasn't me, but um, I'll paraphrase. It's something along the lines of on your hell, it's the definition of hell. So hell is on your last day on earth, the person that you became meets the person you could have become. And I think about this every day, like literally every single day. And I want those people to be twins, Allison. I want us to be like, oh, hey, I know you. I know you, right? I don't want them to not even know each other and to be like, who are you? What ha- What did you do, right? And so I do this through a process called um, the Stuck Story Coaching Method. That's the primary method. And then there's others built in kind of around um, and underneath that. But that's essentially what I help people to do. Oh my gosh. I could just stay here and marinate in all of this. Right. (laughs) So here, here's the thing too. I mean, I love the fact that, you know, once you identify your definition of success, right, that becomes almost like your North star. And, and I loved what you said, because I think we can so easily get caught up in somebody else's definition that we forget to even write our own. And when you do that, you're, you're exactly what you said is, is true. You're going to end up chasing somebody else's dream when that really wasn't what was intended for you. And I love that, um, that way of thinking about it because you don't want it to be different. You want to live up to your full potential. You want to allow yourself to evolve into the person you were intended to be not somebody else's copycat version, right. Or imitation. And I think, you know, and I'm sure you feel this way too, but I mean, when we were younger, right. Like Instagram wasn't really the thing, right. It was, it wasn't a thing, (laughs) right. Exactly. Didn't happen to us until much later in life, but especially for this younger generation, that is what they're seeing. They're seeing everybody else's highlight reel when they don't necessarily understand what they want for themselves yet. It's really easy to be like, I want that. And you got to give yourself the time, energy, and space to really think about what does success Mm -hmm. mean to you? Yeah. And how do you create the life that supports it? And I love, you know, your line about, you know, make your life so great that you're jealous of yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it's true. And it's so easy to get caught up in everything else and other people's opinions too. I think that's another layer. It's not just, you know, our own definitions that need to be defined. It's also giving ourselves permission to kind of give ourselves the space and time and energy to do us first and worry about other people's opinions hopefully never. (laughs) Yeah. Like just don't, I mean, it was, it was Eleanor Roosevelt who said you would be far less concerned with what people thought of you. If you realized how seldom they did (laughs) people for the most part are not thinking about you. They're thinking about themselves, right? We're so caught up in our own trauma and drama these days. And if I do see a post of yours, Allison, and I take a cheap shot at you, so be it. It has nothing to do with you. Mm -hmm. Absolutely nothing. It has everything to do with the other person, right? So I think that's important. And just this idea of worrying about what people will think. So I have a a coaching tip that I'll share with you just the way I look at it and the way I teach my students and coaches how to do that. And it evolves around Pluto, you know, the planet, right. Or not a planet, but that's my point. There's all these people like, Oh, Pluto, it's a planet. Pluto should be a planet. No, Pluto's not though. It doesn't qualify. It's not Pluto doesn't give a shit. Like Pluto. Can I say shit? I don't know what my language barrier is here. Pluto doesn't care. Pluto is just up there 
spinning, doing its thing. It's being Pluto. It doesn't care if you think it's a planet or a star or a donkey. It doesn't care. So let's all be more like Pluto, right? Who cares what other people say? Just do you show up and do you. organized, motivated, and inspired, I highly recommend that you check out the She Believed She Could Planner. We have it in 90 days and 365 days ready for you to take action and keep yourself on track as you chase and accomplish your dreams. It's available on Amazon right now or check out the link in the show notes. Grab your She Believed She Could Planner right now. Well, I love this. So no, I hope everybody <laughs> listening is just saying, yes, I agree. <laughs> and I will do that. <laughs> but it's Be more like said than done, right? Like, and I think we go through different seasons too, where you can start to question yourself more than others, or whenever yeah. there's transition or change or something new, it can be really easy to allow self-doubt to creep in. So any advice for the audience when it comes to that? A hundred percent. So that's where going back and rewriting your old stories that are keeping you stuck really comes into play. Um, And your old stories can be likened to limiting beliefs. And I know we've all heard about limiting beliefs. We've all done the work to try to get unstuck. And yet we find ourselves stuck still. We're like, I would have, what's going on? I've done this work before what's happening. And so what I've really dedicated, I mean, it's, it's essentially, I say I've done this work since I was born because I constantly have rewritten my stories. And I would do that to get out of the trauma and drama that I was in every day. It was very much a survival mechanism. Now I see how I can use that in a proactive way. So at any point, again, you don't have to hit rock bottom. It's about taking control of the things that have happened to you um, and the stories that you told about it. So we all tell stories. Um, it's very natural. It's the way our brain works. Something happens and you make up a story to uh, explain it. Right. And, and that's it. So if someone cuts you off in traffic, you might say, oh, that guy is such a it's crazy. Who does he think, you know, But maybe that person's rushing his child to the hospital because they're in anaphylactic shock, right? You don't know, but you gave it this story or something happens when you're young and you think, gosh, I really should quiet down. You know, I've learned this lesson. My mom, my dad, someone got on to me for being too loud, right? Doing too much. I got to calm it down. And we write this story that if I'm me, if I'm loud and rambunctious and my true self, then people won't like me. I'll be told to shush. So let me just do that now. So we have all of these stories. And so what I created was a process using neuroscience and narrative psychology, two of the most powerful things when it comes to mindset and, and changing your brain and therefore changing your results that exists. And I put it together in this five-step method that I can walk you through if you want called the stuck story coaching method so that you can go back, rewrite the old stories that have kept you stuck and use them to leverage creating the future that you want. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And you're not going to dangle those diamonds and then not give them to us. So let's go. All right. So sure. So the stuck story coaching method is an acronym because I don't know about you, Allison, but my brain is like, I love myself a good acronym. Like if I can have something to keep track of all the craziness going on up here, like, yes, yes, yes. So the acronym is story. And the first S I'll go through this quickly because it's quite intense and extensive, but let me give you the reader's digest. So S is stuck. So where are you stuck in your life? What is it that you want, but you don't yet have, 
It could be, um, you know, you've been trying to lose some weight, could be you've been trying to eat healthier, could be you've been trying to make more money in your business, you've been trying to get more clients, maybe you've been trying to put yourself on Instagram more, right? Whatever it is, where are you stuck? What is it that you want, but you can't quite seem to get? T is the belief. And this is where we uncover that deep seated limiting beliefs around why you don't have what it is that you want, right? So it might be that, you know, I can't make more money in my business because that's a fill in the blank technique that I use with clients here. So whatever that thing is that you're stuck on that you say you want, but you can't quite get, why do you believe that you can't? So I can't lose weight because I can't make more money in my business because I can't get more clients because it could be, well, because I don't know Allison's brilliant marketing techniques, or I'm just not a good enough coach or whatever, right? Those are all just stories that we've deduced from the things that have happened from the events that have been happening. So once you get this belief, um, and, and for some coaches, since we talked to a lot of coaches, the big belief I see coming up is I'm just not good enough. I'm just not good enough yet. And so I see them, Alice, and I wonder if you see this too, getting more education, more titles after their name, taking the next program, buying the next, and you're like, oh my gosh, girl, you don't need a new program. You need a new story. That's what you need. And so what is that belief? And then O is for the origin of that belief. So we want to go all the way back and, and ideally we get to an age before eight, right? Before that prefrontal cortex really develops and sets in that you first had this this belief, right? This belief of I'm not good enough, right? So I'll tell you really quickly one of mine. Um, for me, uh, it was my eighth birthday. I'll make this really short. And I was so excited, Allison. And we were very, very poor. I didn't have running water in my house. We had an outhouse we had to use. We had to drive to a spring to get uh, drinking water and take a bath in that water because we just didn't have any, any money at all. And so my eighth birthday, I knew that I wasn't going to get like this big party and presents and all the things I do for my daughter now. But I thought, gosh, they'll say something. And I kept waiting and the whole day went by nothing. So at the end of the day, and it was getting dark outside. I got the courage up and I went to my mom and I said, do I have a present? It was just all I could think of in my eight-year-old mind to blurt out. And she looked at me and said, well, why would you have a present? And I said, oh, um, because, because it's my birthday. And she looked at me with a look I'll never forget and a little smirk, just deadpan with a little smirk on her lip. And she said, so, and I wrote a story in that moment. That was my origin story of I'm not special and I don't deserve anything. You know, if your own mom forgets your birthday or tells you to your face, it's not important. You're like, well, I must not matter. You know, I don't matter. I'm not good enough. So what is that story for you? The very first time you can remember that belief, the T, right? The belief, go back to the time that was written. And then the R is, okay, now that we know what happened, that origin event and stories, they call it the inciting incident, right? You get to rewrite your story. That's what the R is. So you get to tell a new story about the thing that happened and you get to adopt a new belief. So my story I told then was I'm not good enough. Right. And I paired some deep emotions of hurt and pain and disappointment with that. And I stored that in my amygdala, my hippocampus, so that I could pull that back at any time and remind myself that I'm not good enough, you know? And so basically when you go back and you rewrite it, I go back and I say, okay, what's, uh, what's the event that happened? What's the explanation I gave it? What's the emotion I felt Now this is really important because that's the beliefs equation, the event that happened, the explanation I gave it, the emotion that I felt that results in a belief, your belief 
controls your life. They determined your past, they're determining your present, and they will create your future if you let them. People say your thoughts create your your uh, your your lives. They don't. Your thoughts do not create your reality. We have over 60,000 thoughts a day. If it did, we'd be running around like wild people. It's your beliefs, right? And the difference is that that formula, the event that happened, the explanation and the emotion that it's registered in your body, that when you believe that story again, you're triggered and it immediately feels this is how your brain trains itself to keep you safe, right? So now I can go back and I can look at this beliefs equation and I can say, well, the event that happened was it was my birthday and um, it wasn't celebrated. That's really what happened, right? That's really all that happened. My mom said so. That's all that happened. So if I give it a new explanation that says, gosh, you know, I actually know that my mom's mom was never really there for her. I know that she was abandoned. They were homeless for part of her life. And man, this must be really hard for her. Like she doesn't even know, right? If you knew better, you'd do better. She didn't know better. So now the emotion I feel is sadness, you know, man, I wish my mom would have had a better life. And that transforms that story. Now it doesn't have to be a happy ending. Spoiler alert, they won't all be. And if you can't get to a better version of that, just remember as Dr. Maya Angelou would say, you ain't even in it. You ain't even in it. It's what you and I were talking about earlier with other people's opinions of us has nothing to do with you. That thing, you could have been anybody, right? It's about the other person. I I have nothing to do. It wasn't about me. The reason my mom reacted that way, it was all about her, right? So the point is you get to write a story now that serves you. And then finally, the last part is why, which is where you form your new identity. Identity is crucial, right? Um, one of my friends and amazing experts, Tom Bill, you says, um, the, the most important, like one of the most important things you can do is change the story you tell yourself about yourself. And then when you do that, you can create a new identity, right? And this identity could be anything you want. Like Kobe had the black Mamba, you know, uh, Muhammad Ali was, you know, the, 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 the greatest in the world, so on and so forth. Basically what you do is you look at the person who has the thing that you said you wanted in the S where you're stuck. You said, I want this thing. The person that already has it adopt that identity. So how does that person wake up in the morning? What do they do when they wake up? What do they do when things go sideways? What do they do when they're just having a really shitty day and they just don't want to do anything? What do they do when someone attacks them on social media and calls them names, right? You show up as if you're already that person, your brain will rewire. It'll be like, oh, oh, okay. Oh, Allison is this part. Got it. And then it will act accordingly. Now, the reason that's so important, Allison, is that now before where you're like, well, gosh, I'm stuck at this thing. I don't know how to get from here to there. Your brain won't think like the old you. It'll think like the new you. And you're going to start to come up with ideas and concepts and see new ways forward that you never would have seen being your old self because your old identity was stuck right? So through this story, this five-step process, and I know that was the Reader's Digest version of it, this is everything. Like if people knew this, I was talking to Dr. John Rosenberg at Pepperdine last week, and we were going through this material. And I said, God, John, if people knew this, they would change their entire life. Everything would change. And she's like, I know, I know. So anyways, I get super fired up teaching this because I've just seen what's possible with it. Well, and I love it. And I do appreciate a good acronym. So thank you. And this is (laughs) a beautiful framework to use. And the next time, and I really, really, really hope that everybody listening right now is taking like crazy notes 
notes and I sure was of all the things, but I want to make sure that everybody listens to this because if you don't go back and really identify it, and I love what you said about the belief because you're so right. People always attribute the thoughts. It's the beliefs. It's what you're holding at your core. It is the fight or flight. It's all of those things that get triggered and you have to change it. And you know, it, it is possible a hundred percent possible to rewrite the story. And I loved the advice you said as show up as that next version of yourself, right? Like own it, claim it, be it, embody it, do everything that you need to be it because otherwise you're shortchanging your own potential. And we don't like that. We don't like to play small around here. (laughs) No, why would you do that? And I do think it's important to note that I know there's a a lot of work around identity, you know, with narrative psychology and that whole field, but the peep, the place that I see people getting stuck in this and, 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 um, not getting it right is they don't rewrite the stories first. You cannot create a new identity until you rewrite the old stories that have kept you stuck. Your brain literally won't let you because every time you try to be the identity, that you want to be, your brain's going, Oh, Allison, don't be silly. That's not you. Right. Remember that thing. Remember this belief. Remember this story. That's not you. And literally won't be able to adopt a new identity. So you have to do the first to create the second. Well, I love this. And Cynthia, thank you so much for all of the wisdom that you shared today. And if people want to learn more about you or get in touch with you or work with you, where should they go? What should they do? Yeah. So uh, I think the first step I would encourage everyone to take is to go to my website. Um, I have what I've seen over the years of working with thousands and thousands of women is that there's really five basic stories that we have, um, just kind of these root stories. And to find out what yours is, I created an assessment so you can go and take it. It's just CynthiaGarcia.com slash stuck story. So CynthiaGarcia.com slash stuck story. And when you go through that, it's a super quick quiz. It's great if you're building a business, cause it'll show you what you're great at. And then it'll say this, not so much, but it'll give you really powerful, um, personal branding tools that you can put into your business. So if you're a businesswoman, business guy, I highly encourage you to do that just for that value. And then after you go through that, I walk you through a training on how to rewrite that story. Now, now that you know what yours is, how do you rewrite it? And so I shared the stuck story with you, but there's one called the short story coaching method, which is like in that moment when you're on Instagram and you're like, what would they think? It's, it's designed for that, for those quick moments where those little doubts, those little gremlins enter in so that you can rewrite them in the moment and then keep on going. So, and again, all that's at CynthiaGarcia.com slash stuck story. I'm on Instagram. Uh, I am Cynthia Garcia on all the socials except Twitter. (laughs) I am Cynthia Garcia. Awesome. Well, and I would love one more piece of advice. We'd love to ask all of our guests that come on, who else should we be following or reading? Gosh, such a good question. Um, so I would say Lisa Bilyeu. So women of impact. I know. Yeah. Right. We love Lisa and her husband, Tom, um, impact theory. I just think they're such a, a power combo, very different approaches, but I love them both. Um, and then a third, cause I think mindset work is so, uh, critical and so important. There's a podcast called the mindset coach with Sean Croxton, um, full disclosure. He's a friend of mine, but he breaks down the brain science of how to change your life in the most simple, basic ways that you can take and really run with it. So those would be three that I would recommend. Well, we love them. We will link them in the show (laughs) notes. Thank you so much, Cynthia, for being on today. This was a true pleasure. Thanks for having me, Allison. And thanks for sharing me with your wonderful audience. I don't know about you, but I am lit up. I am inspired. I am motivated and I am going to be confidently chasing my dreams in 2022. I hope you are as well. I hope that you love today's episode. 
please subscribe to the show. That would be amazing so that you get alerts as soon as new episodes come out. And if you would leave us a five-star review, that would be incredible because that helps more people find our show. We are investing so much time, energy, and effort into being able to give you the best experience possible. And this allows more people to have that experience too. So please share the love. Again, thank you so much for tuning in today. We're gonna keep the conversation going over on Instagram at Allison Walsh. And of course, you can check out all kinds of great offerings that we have going on for you at allisonwalshconsulting.com. If you're not already a part of the She Believes She Could community on Facebook, this is your invitation to get in there now, introduce yourself, start engaging in the group. We would love to support you. If you're looking for a step up, we've got the society. It's only $29 a month. We would love to welcome you in there as well. And of course, if you're interested in one-on-one mentorship, please submit a contact form through the Allison Walsh Consulting site. I would love the chance to get to know more about you and help you accomplish your goals and dreams. Until next time, remember, I believe in you 1000%. And my goal is that you do too. Take care, beautiful. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.